0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Roofing.net.
0: From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, now featuring Happy Mondays with two-for-one Happy CBD Cocktails, this is Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNL. For 75
2: years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers Employees and the community. Now here's Miller and Condon.
0: The Whiz Kids had won it. Bobby Thompson had done it. And Yogi read the comics all the while. Rock and roll was being born. Marijuana we would scorn So
2: down on the corner The national pastime I went there. on trial Miller and Conn, welcome back. I haven't heard this song in a long time. Man, it's good. Where did you pull this one from? Talk of baseball. Oh, I know the tune. I haven't heard it in a long, long time. Uh, we're going to talk baseball with Matt Snyder momentarily. Scott Darkerman coming up at the bottom of the hour. Circus Sports sponsors Trent's Plays of the Day. Welcome back. Our number two, Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Matt Snyder joins the program. How are you, Matt Snyder?
3: I'm great. That, that was just beautiful. Wasn't just it just great? That song. It was, uh, there was a, a smaller school uh in my county close to where i i played and uh they always played baseball songs before the game and like in between the doubleheader. and i i feel like i heard that like 10 times there throughout my <laughs> high school career so that really just took me like a jolt just took me back
2: <laughs> no it's, it's good stuff i hadn't heard it in a long time i'm glad uh, trent was able to cue that bad boy up well a lot of ground to cover with you matt we're another week into it and uh Boy, the, 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 I'm going to start uh, the Minnesota Twins. They continue to take a series from Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is one of those teams that you don't know admit very much about their roster, but they just win, right, seemingly year after year. Minnesota Twins, Joe Ryan's been a terrific story. Correa's starting to come around and, and be the guy that they thought they were getting. How about those Twins?
3: Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of the biggest stories in, in baseball right now. I actually, there's three American League teams that are really surging. They're all in first place right now. I mean, the Angels just keep winning. The Yankees have won nine in a row, mm-hmm. albeit against kind of weak competition for the most part. And then there's the Twins, nine of their last 10 sitting with a three game lead already in the AL Central, four and a half over the White Sox, which I think matters just as much as the three game lead because that still seems likely to be the biggest competition in the Central. Uh, As you said, Correa here red-hot these last three games. You knew he was going to get hot eventually, but I'm still sure that it's always good to see from the Twins fans who are like, oh, man, we just signed this guy to a huge deal. Well, hey, here he comes. Uh, They might, if there was voting right now, have both the AL MVP and AL Cy Young. (laughs) (laughs) Between Joe Ryan and Carlos Correa, or not Carlos Correa, sorry, Buxton. Uh, and uh, to to the people who like to say the Rays never lose a trade, uh, Mm. Joe Ryan for just a couple months of Nelson Cruz Mm -hmm. last year.
1: It's working out incredibly well, and the Twins were one of the organizations that thought that fastball can work with the water polo background. We talked about that a little bit last hour. One more on the Twins, and I promise, yes, other fans of other teams, Mm -hmm. we will get away from my team. But uh, you mentioned Correa. So before he got hot this weekend, he already was talking about how much he loves Minnesota, it's been better than he anticipated, loves the clubhouse, loves the organization. He might be willing, everybody thought this was ultimately a one-year deal. Yeah, it was three years, but a one-year deal. That he's willing to rip it up and re-sign, not with the Yankees, not going back to Houston, but re-signing with the Twins. Is that just a guy saying all the right things, or do you believe him, at least on the surface, that that could become a possibility? Well, I don't think it would just
3: be from out of nowhere. You know, I don't think he would just lie and and just bring it up if if it hadn't been discussed and hadn't gone through his mind. And, it's you know, you hear Minnesota nice. He Mm -hmm. really, really loves Mm -hmm. it there. And if you love it this much, just wait until it actually warms up in in July. Uh, So Hmm. I I think it's possible that he he really does love it and and he would think about an extension uh, in terms of not hitting free agency and not uh, seeing if somebody like, let's say the Dodgers don't re up with Trey Turner or the Yankees, like you said, somebody with deep pockets, maybe the Cubs jump into the pool here within the next few years. Uh, I'm not seeing that. I think his, especially now that his agent Scott Boris, right. I think Boris would be like, dude, you've got to be crazy. We've got to see if teams like the Dodgers and Yankees and Cubs will be in on the bidding here, even if it's just going to drive up the Twins and see if the Twins can match them. Uh, another one, you know, the Angels. If they're going to keep playing like this, they've got deep pockets as well. So, yeah, I, I, I'm I, sure the sentiment was was there, but I just can't see him not testing free agency
2: again. Yeah, I'm with you.
3: Uh, you know what I want to go to? We
2: watched him on Sunday Night Baseball last night. Uh, the, the New York Mets – um, is is Buck Schulte that Buck Showalter that good of a manager that he could get this team to buy into his philosophy and do the things that the veteran manager wanted to do? Is he just the leader that this team was lacking? What's behind the start that the Mets are off to?
3: Well, I, th- I think it's a combination of of myriad factors. I mean, I do think Buck is is that good of a manager and. Sometimes a manager can make that big of a deal. Look at, like, the Tigers last year with A.J. Hentz mm-hmm. were one of the worst teams in baseball, and from about mid-May, they completely turned it on and were actually over five hundred. Look at the Red Sox the year without Alex Cora, and then they brought Alex Cora back, and they were in the ALCS last year. Now they're struggling right now, uh, so it's not like a hard and fast rule or anything. So that's why I said it's a combination. I do think Buck makes a difference. I think Lindor in his second year is kind of settling in a little bit and maybe not putting as much pressure on himself. I, I think adding Kana, Starling Marte to the mix yeah. certainly helps things. Escobar's been really, really good as well. Uh, of course, you add Max Scherzer to the rotation. That's great. But they've got something going there. Chris Bassett was kind yeah. of, in a way, an under-the-radar trade. Uh, he's been huge. Carlos Carrasco looks a lot better here in his second year as well. Tyler Miguel. Uh, just a brilliant addition to that rotation. I know they didn't add him to the team, but they moved him into the rotation. Um, so much stuff is going on there that's good. I definitely think Showalter is a part of it, but it's not like if they hired somebody else, they would be in third place or something. I think it's really good talent and a really good manager
1: all kind of going hand in hand. And
2: you know, by the way, DeGrom still hasn't played. Yes.
1: <laughs> Speaking of that division, yeah. the people... Because that's what people do—they're hitting the panic button on the Braves. You brought up a great point. I know you wrote about the NL East uh, earlier today and talking about the betting odds. The Braves never won a game above 500 until August of no. last season. Know what it was? And of course, they are your yeah. reigning world champion here. Panic button. Acuna's coming back. What do you think about the Braves?
3: Yeah, it was like 56 and 55 or something when they <laughs> finally just went over Jeez. 500 by a game, and then they just went absolutely nuts the last two months. Uh, As I said in that piece, mathematically speaking, looking at this year, that doesn't mean anything at all. But if you get in the clubhouse, you know all those guys who went through that last year have all the confidence in the world that, hey, we're just going to flip the switch, bring it hot like we did last year. Don't worry about it. And they're saying that to the new guys. And as somebody as good as Matt Olson believes them and says, yeah, I agree with you, we're going to get going. And confidence can be a big deal in baseball, so – I do think that they will get hot at some point. They have too much talent in the rotation. We know how good the bullpen can be. We saw it throughout the playoffs. And offensively, you've got Olsen and Acuna leading the charge. That's as good of a 1-2 tandem as a, not necessarily in the order, but as good as anybody has. And with supporting cats like Ozzy Albies, Marcelo Zuna has looked pretty good. For the most part, I think Adam Duvall will get it going at some point. Austin Riley, uh, who, who played like kind of like an MVP last he year, did. again has MVP like numbers this year. So I think they have too much talent to continue to languish down around three games under 500. Uh, I do wonder though, six games, uh, a six game deficit to the Mets right now. If you said if everybody was zero and zero right now. Do you think the Braves are good enough to outplay the Mets by six games Ooh, for the rest of the year? No, no. I don't know about that. So the Mets have banked a six-game lead knowing as talented as they are, knowing they have Jacob deGrom at some point likely coming back. I don't know if you can bet on the Braves to outplay them by six games.
2: You know, uh, I want to get to the Cardinals in a second because I didn't like their week, and I I did like the start that they were off to. Um, you, you just can't split with the with with the snakes, uh, but they did. Um, but I want to start with the with the, with the the uh, the worst team in baseball, and, and maybe an historical a bad team in baseball. Yeah, this Cincinnati Reds team. There was nothing on on Saturday night. I watched the Rockies and the Reds. I uh, picked it up in like the third inning, and I stuck with it. Um, I must have been mad at myself. Jeez. Uh but they are terrible. This this team. Uh, Matt, they're not going to they're going to lose. Well, they're going to lose 100 games. How many could they possibly lose? What's the record <laughs> well, for ineptitude? Do you know?
3: Well, let's see. There's uh the 62 Mets went 40 and 120. Okay. Uh the 2003 3 Tigers. Yeah, 2003 I think. 43 and 119. So, in the expansion era, in the modern era, that's around where they are. I have an ongoing bit in power rankings where if a team's the easy and obvious number 30, I know I did it a lot in the Astros years when they were really, really lean when they were rebuilding, where I just simply put what they're on pace to go. And it was jarring when I calculated it last year. I'm looking at it right now. (laughs) (laughs) 22 and 140? (laughs) There's no way. There's no way. Now they got to win more uh, than that, don't they? Surely win. It, 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 they'll surely pick up the pace here. But the funny thing is, a lot of times when teams are this bad, the eye test doesn't necessarily match up. And, you know, in baseball, any team can win any given day. But, man, the eye test really matches up. I mean, they had a stretch yesterday where they dropped three pop-ups in a row. Two of them oh were in foul territory. And then there was one to like right in front of the pitcher's mound and it just dropped and it was like and then they were down 9 nothing by the end of the second inning it's just uh it kind of takes on a life of its own at some point i think even if it's not his fault and it's not necessarily you you kind of have to fire david bell right mm-hmm. now i mean at least it shows you're doing something do him a favor him yeah, he, I, I doubt he would have huge complaints. He would get paid for the rest of the year anyway. Yeah, because that the, the, that
2: mark's going to go on his resume. Just real quick on the Cardinals, what did you think of their week? I thought, uh, you know, when I first part of the season, we overreact, right? We thought the Cubs were going to be good. Yeah. They're, they're not. You did? Uh, okay, I did. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You didn't. I tried to get you. Tried you to try, twist your arm. Uh, but the Cardinals, that, the disappointing week. Now I, I don't fault them. And the Mets are really good. They lost the series against the Mets. Uh, where what, what did you see in the? Cardinals last week that uh, that concerns you, if anything.
3: Well, you could almost say they haven't really beaten anybody good. I guess mm-hmm. uh, they split a series with, with the Brewers in Milwaukee, so that's a decent series. They took two or three from the Mar- Marlins, and yeah. the Marlins actually do look good. So I yeah. guess we we can't fully say that, but. Man, there's a lot, an awful lot of beating up on the Pirates and Reds uh, on that resume before this past week, and then they lose to a three to the Mets, and, and what was a, at least should have been a really really fun series instead it ended up being a let's hit the other batter type brawl. Right. Series. Yeah. Uh, but then you know to to split with the Diamondbacks at home, not great. Uh, kind of like to see a little more against better competition, but hey, that opportunity's right around the corner because. They have a four-game series in San Francisco mm-hmm. starting Thursday. It funny, this week there are so many good series. Awesome, in, isn't and, it? And a lot of baseball, but that's just another one of them. I mean, it's it's too bad for a lot of people that the, the first couple games start too late, but on Saturday it's 6.15 Central Time and Sunday it's 3.05 Central Time. So, good weekend baseball there for the St. Louis baseball fans. I, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the, how they respond there uh, after a, a – I would say you could call it a rough week. Going 3-4 and at home, I I know the Mets are good, but when you have the Diamondbacks on there, I'd say it's a rough week, so let's see how they respond.
1: Well, and here's another scary thing. The Brewers, of course, the top of the division. This team hasn't hit a lick. They're right now 24th in baseball. They're hitting 218 Mm -hmm. as a team. You figure those bats got to be a little bit better. Will Christian Yelich ever be an MVP? No, but it's got to be better than what we've seen. They're going to heat up a little bit here, coupled with that pitching. Again, it's early, but they can be able to catch even the Brewers when those bats heat up?
3: Well, not only that, they're surviving just with run prevention. Yeah. And you think, oh, every pitcher must be doing uh, amazing. Well, yeah, Eric Lauer.
1: Yes,
2: he 1. was great. 1.83 yeah, he ERA, is.
3: 34 strikeouts. Uh, Corbin Burns has been great since opening day. Adrian Hauser's been really – but Brandon Woodruff, 5.30 ERA. Freddie Peralta, 5.00. Heading mm-hmm. into the year, we said they had three aces, but Woodruff and Peralta were in there with Burns, right. not Lauer and Hauser. If Woodruff and Peralta get it going, this is one of the best rotations that we've seen in, in recent memory. So for them to, to do this, like you said, without hitting it and to think the pitching could get even better, kind of, like you said, scary.
2: No, it is. And the crazy part, I love the game of baseball, right? You mentioned Burns and the Cubs. The Cubs are 2-0 and against <laughs> Corbin Burns this year, right? Figure yeah. that out. Beat him opening day and, and got to him yesterday's Patrick Wisdom, uh, he hit a long home run to give him a one nothing lead. Suzuki, uh, doubled and uh, drove in a run. Uh, Strowman was fantastic on his birthday. So let's get to the Cubs. Uh, I think it was Fool's Gold early, kind of, kind of teased us a little bit, overreacted. I'm guilty as, as anybody on doing that. Where are you on this Cubs team? I know that they've got some help coming, uh, in the rotation. They need it. Hendricks has, was not good. Uh, Steel wasn't good against Stroman was pitches, you know, what off yesterday. Uh, where are you on this Cubs team?
3: Terrible. Yeah, absolutely. Terrible. I, <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm pretty good at not overreacting except for when it comes to the Cubs, because that's my childhood favorite team. And I'm still a kid at heart here. Uh, but, mm. so maybe I'm overreacting a little bit, but it's, since that six and four star, let's see, three and nine. Yeah, yeah and it's, they've looked every bit that bad. So maybe ebbs and flows. I think we talked about how there would be ebbs and flows throughout the season with a team like this. Uh, there are some guys who certainly should be better. You mentioned Hendricks Strowman up until yesterday. You could have said that too. Yesterday looked like a lot more what you thought you were going to get from him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, it's not a good team. Uh, you would have hoped that it would be more consistency in and, and this whole, uh, you know, let's try to strike out a lot less. Let's try to put the ball in play more. Well, it just has resulted in a, a ton more j- double plays that they ground into. <laughs> and it's not like they never strike out. They still strike out a decent amount, too. So, yeah, it, it's, it's just bad.
1: So let's go out west in the National League. The Dodgers are great. They're the Dodgers, even with... Uh, three, four guys in their regular rotation, not hitting the ball incredibly well. The Padres got a real manager now and it's showing up. San Francisco, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Colorado above five hundred and Arizona watching them against the Cardinals a little bit this weekend. It's a team that at least has got some things. It's gonna be they're not gonna win that division. They're not even probably gonna win seventy games this year because of the number of times they gotta play those other three teams here. But a really deep, deep race, but you got the heavy hat at the top. Should be fun to watch a lot of National League West baseball this season.
3: Absolutely. I, I love the NL West. I think it's going to be great. Uh, Arizona is going to go through a, a, what I just mentioned on the Cubs, how they went like 3-9. and nine. The, the Diamondbacks are going to go through several more stretches mm-hmm. on that. They're going to end up being one of the worst teams in baseball. <laughs> but, hey, it's nice to see a little moxie there. Mm-hmm. Winning the yeah. series from the Dodgers, splitting in St. Louis. That's a pretty good week. No, uh, it is. Rockies, it looks like the Rockies are back into Rockies mode where they're terrible on the road <laughs> and good at home with their losing four and then winning three. Uh, but, hey, it could very well be a three-team race at the top. Uh, let's see how the Padres hang in there. The Giants, we saw them and their magic all year last year. I don't expect them to go anywhere. And The Dodgers are the most talented team in baseball. So really, really fun. Uh, probably my favorite division to watch.
2: Uh, as you mentioned, there's some terrific baseball uh, series to start off the week. Yankees, Blue Jays, I think that's appointment television. Braves and the Mets are going to go after each other. Dodgers, um and, and and the Jinskis, they're they've got a set this weekend. White Sox, Cubs, Cardinals, Royals. It's a pretty good kickoff to the week. You know, we're in the throes of the NBA. The NHL begins tonight, but baseball's kind of hanging in the background. Don't forget about us. Uh they they've got a pretty good slate of games coming up this week.
3: Yeah, it's great. I I mean, it's Mariners-Astros. There's another one. You know, the the Mariners, I I think this is probably the year they need to break out and make the playoffs. The Astros are very talented, but they've been kind of mediocre up to this point. If that's like the fifth-best series here in just the first half of the week, you know that we're we're in for a dandy of a week. It's it's going to be really exciting. The only thing I would argue with on on there is the Cubs and White Sox. Yeah, who cares? Right. That's
4: terrible.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know the the uh, just just the fact of proximity to us. It's at Wrigley Field. They're, yeah, yeah
3: they're I, I was just messing.
2: Uh, yeah. Night games, right? Tuesday, Wednesday. I think they're nice. Sure.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I, I honestly haven't even looked at it, so wow. that that tells you all you need to know.
2: Indeed, yeah, the White Sox struggling as well. Matt Snyder, CBS Sports, where he writes uh, for on MLBCBSports.com, one of their national baseball writers, and we get them each and every Monday. Matt, thank you. Have a wonderful week. We appreciate it as always, Matt Snyder. Thank you. All right, take care, guys. Good to talk to you. I love the segment. Matt Snyder as we go around MLB. Boy, some big series this weekend.
1: Yeah, gets you excited, gets it you does. a little fired up. Cardinals get the Giants coming up this weekend. That should be a lot yep. of fun there. Watched a lot more Cardinals D-backs this weekend than I anticipated. One thing that he's just a guy that you never think about, Nick Ahmed, the shortstop mm-hmm. for Arizona. Boy, yep. he is so good. Right. He made two just absolutely incredible plays when I happened to have it on. One charging in, it, I think he got Goldschmidt at first, but he is not much of a stick, right? But he can field his position, and and those kind of guys, they still got a spot in today's day and age in baseball.
2: You know, I have an over ticket on Arizona. I'm uh, I've got a little buyer's
3: remorse. That, uh, and that it was division's a low so number. tough. I
2: know. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, Eleven twenty-five. I know what I was doing. It was after eight thirty. Uh-huh. It seems like a good idea. puff and time, a drink. Time for another thousand dollar home run. Uh, enter this uh, nationwide keyword at kxno.com, kxno.com. You get there, you enter the keyword bank, bank, at kxno.com, your chance to win a $1,000. Well, Trent's plays of the day from Circus Sports in about a half an hour, but Scott Dockerman from The Athletic is next. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.
1: Do you remember the last walk-off Homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or
0: online, Wolf roofing. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circasports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Conditions apply. Now, back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken
2: and Trent. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon just past 1130 on a Monday. If you missed it before we went to break, the keyword at KXNO.com for the 11 o'clock hour is bank, bank. At KXNO.com. Scott Dockerman had a busy weekend watching the picks unfold. Get yelled at by people on Twitter? Yeah, it's unbelievable. When's your Twitter break coming, Doc? (laughs) Uh,
4: (laughs) Maybe in a few days. uh, We have a summit with the Athletic out in Arizona. Oh, do you? Nice. So, Yeah. So it'll be the first time in a few years we've all gotten together to talk about stuff. So, yeah, I'll probably uh, take a little bit of a sabbatical from... uh, from that engine, but uh, otherwise everything's going well.
2: You had the uh, nerve to tweet that Brock Purdy was the last pick, Mister Irrelevant, in the draft, and Cyclone fans attacked you for no apparent reason. I, I don't never understand. I mean, I love the rivalry, Doc, but come on. I mean, and then here's the worst part about it: there was a doctor in there. You would think the pretty highly educated dude, right? And he still had a problem with you tweeting about Brock Purdy, who you covered. We remind people for the Athletic anyways, Doc. Let's move on. Uh, let's get to what we saw this past weekend. Um, it certainly wasn't the busiest time for Hawkeyes coming off the board on the three days of the draft, but I certainly think we're Linderbaum. Let's start with him, although we, we knew on Friday that he was a, was a Raven. I think it's just a terrific spot for him, Doc. I really do. I think he's going to have a long career wherever he would have gone, but uh, this is perfect, in my opinion, that he's a Raven.
4: Yeah, it is. This is a, a organization that has always been pretty, pretty close to the Hawkeyes. Uh, obviously, with Kirk Ferentz, he was their very first assistant head coach and offensive line coach when they moved from Cleveland. So uh, they've had great affinity over the years for the, that organization. And and even at the combine, when you had Eric DaCosta talking, you know, unprompted about how much he liked Tyler Linderbaum, that he's a top fifteen guy, uh, it seemed like it, this was destined to go in that direction. And and, uh, you know, they needed a center. Their center left during the, uh, free agency, and they have a quarterback that likes to run and, and does a lot of things kind of on the break. So you, you you want a center who can adjust. And I think it's a perfect combination. And he uh, he could be a decade-plus long center and a star for them, I think.
1: Dayton Bolton, how about fit for him? And when you get deeper into the draft, fit always important. Sometimes they're going to bring multiple guys in at your same position. Belton, I, I've said it before, I think his best football still is in front of him.
4: Oh, I agree, Trent. I think he's a, you know, you look at some of the recent safeties who've left early from Iowa, uh, Geno Stone, and Imani Hooker, and and I think Belton, when it comes to pass coverage, has probably got more upside than the other two. I think the other two are really good, but, but um, I think uh, Belton has a chance in four or five years to be, you know, kinda of like Micah Hyde more than more than the other two in body and build and style. And there there's only you know, going into this weekend there were only two safeties on the roster. He went out there and took a visit with them. You know, he did some zooms with them and and uh he met with them at the combine. So there was a lot of lots uh, lot to like there. I think he's got a chance to, to play right away and uh play special teams, maybe sub packages and and potentially in a year or two work his way into being a starter. So I think it's a really good fit for him.
2: Uh, Tyler Goodson uh, signed a, a free agent contract. He's going to be at training camp uh, for the Packers. Your thoughts on, on where he landed, and were you surprised that he wasn't drafted, Doc? Hang on. Are we
4: talked about Goodson. You just yeah. out
2: on me there. Yep, uh, Tyler Goodson. The fact he wasn't drafted, did it surprise you? And ending up with the Packers, is that a good spot?
4: Yeah, it, it didn't surprise me because just kind of going through what the, a lot of the analysis is, I think in, in some ways, you know, you hate to say it, but it, at five nine one ninety nine, you're kind of just like everybody else at that position, and mm-hmm. and you got to you got to showcase what you could do. And and in his case, he did lead the country in most negative carries and negative yards lost. And teams look at that; they look at the reason why. And yes, Iowa's offensive line struggled, but he had a big impact on that too. There were probably half those carries that he could have, uh, you know, put his head down, maybe get one yard or zero yards and um, instead of losing two and so I, I think in some ways this is a cautionary tale I mean it kind of seemed like this is what he was geared up for all season long he, he did it before the bowl game and now he goes undrafted that said this is a great spot for him you look at what Green Bay has on its roster has four defense uh, four running backs Two of which are really big and, yep. and bulky, and, and guys that are you know are going to make the roster, and Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. But he could come in and be that third running back and do different things. And and so I think the opportunity is there for him. He can showcase his abilities, but it's really got to be a a mental check and and setback for him and his family to to do what they did and, and pull out of Iowa just days after the championship
1: game. Caleb Schudek, he's not very tall, but he's got a powerful leg. He'll get his chance in Tennessee. Randy Bullock's there. Randy Bullock also missed three extra points and five field goals a year ago. Not sure what they're doing contract-wise, looking at an upgrade. It's a kicker. There's only 32 of these jobs available. Shoe deck, though, as good of a chance as I was had to have some somebody stick long-term since Kading. Is that fair?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think his, his leg is the reason why. I mean, Keith Duncan had a lot of field goals, mm-hmm. and I was really surprised he didn't get a opportunity just to go to a camp if nothing else but i think what you look at is it, opportunity both for him and and what andrew mevis said at, at uh iowa state had is going through in jacksonville and i think but specifically with shoot he's going to a spot where there's a couple of guys there randy bullock last year was not all that good i mean he missed uh you know five field goals but you know four of them i think were 40 plus and then he also missed some extra points. so he can go in and compete and in teams like that not only do you want somebody who can make those field goals, but, you know, salary cap has a big impact as well. So, I mean, if you can chop a million and a half, two millions, uh, you know, here at at the kicking position and feel like you're equaled out, that really plays into a factor. And that's the same thing with all these undrafted free agents that, you know, it's not easy to get in the NFL doing that. But when you go to the right situation for you, um, you know, and there's either a roster spot or, say, there's uh, some – salary cap implications. Sometimes you can get your way onto a roster. I think Lyric Jackson had that last year where it was, they were so strapped. They didn't draft anybody at, on the offensive line. It was like, pff, you're staying, even though he barely played. So I, I think Caleb Shudek has a really nice chance with the Titans.
2: Hmm. Uh, let's talk about the shooter who I I loved watching him play a shot. You um, just like this story from a free agent. Of course, the hair, it's hard not to notice, right? Um, but it, it's going to be really difficult for any of these guys that were bypassed, uh, were not offered a free agent opportunity, but had to wait for the next level, uh, which is the minicamp try, which of course is an unpaid position, and you got a couple of days to catch somebody's eye and hopefully get an opportunity to sign as a free agent, which will get you at least another step closer, far away from a roster, but at least you're there and you're competing to do so. Doc, he's, uh, he, he's overcome it before, as you pointed out in the article, he's faced adversity, I think is how you uh, you wrote it i was surprised he left iowa in the first place why did he and uh, what's the likelihood that shots probably coming to the end of his football career
4: yeah uh, part of it was he, he was just done with school i mean he'd already graduated and you want to play another year a sixth year at iowa and not get paid for it i mean this is this is kind of what jack kerner faced too in some respects which was yeah you could come back you could start probably play well in college but it's not the same and and you got to go to class and you got to do those things so might as well take your crack now and if it doesn't work out it doesn't and I think you know Kyler had reached that point in his life where okay here's my big chance here's my leap and if I make it great if not I'm ready to get on to life's work and and uh, his opportunity it's there it's tough it is very very difficult to go from being a tryout an undrafted tryout guy to a roster so in his case best case scenario for him is maybe he gets signed and goes to camp um and that's really kind of lucky too because a lot of times there's like 10 15 20 guys vying mm-hmm. over one or two spots so if he can do that and get signed go to camp you know anything's possible um but that's that's a real long shot that's even much more of a long shot than say what goods and kerner matt hankins or any of those other guys face.
1: Doc, we know you love the NFL draft. You're already looking forward to 2023. I have an article, not just on the Iowa front, college football front, talking about the top prospects regardless of, of where they are and looking at position. But you do have an Iowa guy up there, Jack Campbell, as rangy of a defender as we have seen. He's got the size. He's got the speed sideline to sideline. An inside guy at the next level, how does he translate? Is he a lock first rounder if he has the kind of season you anticipate this year?
4: Yeah, I think he needs to get a little bit better, of course. I think uh, it's not so much, you know, he led the country in tackles, Mm -hmm. and he he had some really big game-changing moments. But I think just being a little bit more consistent in his areas, and I think he'll have a real chance. And it was really his first year as a a starter. So uh, I see him as a first-rounder. I think when you look at Iowa that this year, to only have two draft picks in a year where you win 10 games, that says a lot about coaching. And and also says a lot about the younger players. And I think both Jack Campbell and Sam Laporta have a real chance to be first rounders or there are close to it. I think Justin Jacobs has a chance to be a top 100 guy if he chooses to come out. Riley Moss is probably, you know, in the top three to four rounds. And then you look at a lot of other guys, uh, you know, Seth Benson or Kavon Merriweather. Um, And then guys that could have uh, really good senior years, Um, you know, a Charlie Jones, you know, what if Torrey Taylor comes out? So I think Iowa has a chance to be well represented next year, Uh, but specifically with Jack Campbell. I think uh, he tilts the field. It's going to be shown this year if he's healthy, and uh, I think he could be one of the top inside linebackers taken probably the you know if he has a great year probably the top 15
2: has the athletic got plans for you scott dockerman you're writing nationally on on next year's draft are they uh, asking you to do more to branch out
4: (laughs) that's what i've been doing a little bit with the nfl draft Mm -hmm. uh, i've done quite a bit of stories like this this one in particular was let's look ahead uh, to 2023 and you know have an experience covered colleges I mean, next year is going to be an explosive draft if it all goes yes. to plan. I mean, you know, there's three players that would have been taken number one had they been eligible, mm-hmm. and, you know, two quarterbacks, and then Will Anderson, who might be the best pass rusher I've ever seen at college level. <laughs> you know, 34-and-a-half tackles for loss as an edge <laughs> defender. It's just um, there's it's going to be a superstar class next year. So we took an early glance at it. And, uh, you know, it should be fun. But, of course, we've got to put all this fall onto the path.
2: Thank you, Scott Dockerman. Can't wait to find out. Pick your brain on uh, what the, the athletic uh, retreat was in Arizona. we we'll talk to you next, uh, next week. Thank you, Scott Dockerman. Enjoy, enjoy Arizona. Appreciate it.
4: All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate
2: it. Yeah, good to talk to you, Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. You know, I'm convinced, You know, Doc mentions those two quarterbacks, Stroud and Young. Mm-hmm. I think the Seahawks are already in tank mode. They didn't take a quarterback. They right. didn't reach out to Baker Mayfield. They're going with Drew Locke. They know they've already. They're going to have two first-round picks. They've got Denver's next year, mm-hmm. plus their own, which is. I mean, they're going to stink, right?
1: So they're tanking for Young or Stroud. I can buy it. I can. When we saw so many teams that need a quarterback, mm-hmm. not even in the second round, Malik right. Willis going to the third. Yes, a it shows you what many teams already they thought of Didn't it. like him, right? But the other part is. Look teams always future. over uh, yes. or they
2: always go out of their way to make the mistake which is drafting a
1: quarterback are a we Christian see- Ponder EJ Manuel there's so many of Jim them Jim Drunkenmiller. Miller yes. these were all guys that were taken in the first round that weren't first rounders who's the kid that buffalo took um EJ Manuel
2: no nah, there's an, uh, there's another one wasn't there there's an, well uh, there's been plenty of them, yeah kid, I think he went to cal
1: hmm. anyways there's plenty. Yes. Does that mean that NFL teams are getting smarter? I mean, is there? Is there... Well, well then what happened to the, <laughs> the Patriots this weekend? They were the one, though, right? Just like, what the hell? And this is an organization that you still respect. You say, well... Right. You yeah, have the best coach in the history of sports. Because normally we can come in here, and there's a half dozen teams where we say, what the hell were they thinking? Mm-hmm. Unless you're just trying to be shock, shock, talk radio guy. Right, yeah. It's difficult to do that. Is that where we are? That... Or is it that everybody has more information, and because of that, it's all right, I see what they're doing here. Yeah. I understand it on a different level. Uh, 11.45, we'll take our time out to
2: Trent's play of the day, Plays of the Day, Circus Sports Sponsors. Again, the keyword for the 11 o'clock hour bank at KXNO.com. Play of the Day, coming up next, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Station
0: KXNO.
2: The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150
1: in free bets if they do. And if you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs, DraftKings' same-game parlays can do just that. Create your own parlay, combining multiple bets like which team will win. Total threes made, total rebounds, team props, player props, and more. Boom, you got a shot at even a bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit thinking you'll uh, uh-huh. opt in for you that. You know this me week. Well. Uh, DraftKings uh,
2: download the uh, sportsbook app now. Use the promo code very important, KXNO. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and if they do, you get $150 in free bets. That's promo code KXNO. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older. Iowa only new customers only and restrictions apply. Minimum is a $5 deposit. See draftkings.com/sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call
1: Do you remember when America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, won their first Super Bowl with Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith and company? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at
0: 515-225-8866. Or on the Kentucky Derby. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book.
2: Welcome back, Miller and Condon, 10 minutes before noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Well, it's play of the daytime, plays mm-hmm. of the daytime. You've got four NHL games, a couple of NBA games, light slate, loading, uh two day games, the White Sox, they play this afternoon, and the Royals and the Cardinals get going in 25 minutes. What are you
1: doing? So we're going to play both NBA games tonight. we got two in baseball, and I have perused a little hockey Think I got to play there. Before we, uh, well, at some point here in the next few minutes, mm-hmm. do want to get a couple of picks for you, hockey wise, either series prices or just futures with the Stanley Cup or okay. winning the East or West. I knows
2: I got a bunch of them.
1: I know you do. You got that thing surrounded, and there's a couple of teams that could hurt you. First game one in the NBA tonight. I'm grabbing Philly in the points. No Joel Embiid. I understand that. Everybody's on Miami, there's no Joel Embiid. Everybody is, is Butler be... playing? Haven't seen officially. But okay. at 7.5, there's just something lingering there. Okay. So I'm going to grab the points in that one. Game two, more of a split as it turns to the public. A little bit more money on the Suns. A lot of people like Dallas. I kind of like Dallas in this series. Back home, raucous crowd, Booker, closer to healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lay it. am going to lay the sixth. like it a lot more at 5.5. Yeah. But I'm gonna lay the six here with the Suns. So we're going with one dog, one uh favorite in that one. Two baseball, two dogs. Arizona. Zach gallen has been really good for them. In fact, his ERA is under one. Wow. He's been excellent. Going up against Miami, who's a pretty good story themselves, mm-hmm. but plus one forty I'm gonna grab the better of the two pitchers, at least to this point in that one. And also tonight gonna to grab the Mariners. Plus one twenty eight. Jake he's pitching for Houston. He's terrible. He's, He's just been brutal. Five innings max. Give me Seattle plus 128. Finally, hockey. I want to play the Wild. Tonight you do? Or the series? Both. Yeah. Can you talk
2: me out of it? No. I don't want to talk you out of it.
1: Just jump aboard on my team. So I not only have a rooting interest, I'm going to have a gambling Take a interest. Take fire. Don't you have them to win the cup? I do. When you came in that day after the trade deadline, mm-hmm. and you told everybody. They had a really good trade. Jump aboard. Yep, they did. They were still 22-1. 22-1 to 22-1. to And I jumped on and hopped on with you, so we got a family play happening there. What else would you tell us, novices to the gambling world, as it pertains to hockey
2: now? Well, I'm not convinced that Colorado's going to win the Cup, and I was all season long. I don't like the way that they finished. Uh, Are you looking for a price? I've got, well, Florida's, I think Florida will come out of the East. I think the Calgary Flames have a really good chance to snap Canada's long drought uh, without a Stanley Cup. And the Calgary's got to be double
1: digits to win the Cup. So I'm looking right now. they got to be 12 to 1, 10 to 1. Uh, I see a 7 to 1. For Calgary? For Calgary. They're the third choice at uh, one of the spots I was looking there. That was just on the, the Action Network app. I'm not even sure. Who they? Oh,
2: shorter price than I thought. Got that. So, so Colorado's still favored. Yes. Florida's the second choice. Yes. Um, I've got a whole bunch of Carolina, but their but their goalie got hurt late last week. Okay. I don't know even know if they'll get by Boston in the first round. Tampa, the two time
1: defending champs, I can knock off the Leafs. Yeah, Calgary is the second choice That's both at Circa wild. and DraftKings right now. Calgary seven to one. You can get the Wild still at sixteen to one. For people that haven't jumped aboard, would you tell them to take a price? Yes, because if they if they
2: if they beat the Blues, and I believe they will, mm-hmm. they'll get a Colorado team in the next round that doesn't look as invincible as they were. They get past that, then probably Calgary awaits in the Western
1: Conference Final, and then you take your chances at that price. I think you have to. I listened to all the money you also been throwing at Carolina. I jumped aboard with you. Yeah, there. I made a mistake. Well, I didn't. Their goalie got hurt. Can't.
2: Can't I just do don't I yet.
1: just don't think they can win. They have to have a goalie. This was what was surprising. I was looking at also conference winners, where it feels like maybe you can get a team that makes a run, ultimately doesn't get it done. Of course, Florida plus two seventy five. I don't want to bet that. No. In the really East. Good though. I give the Penguins at plus eight fifty. I don't think they'll get past the first round, Trent. I don't think they'll get past the Rangers. Okay. How about West? Any dark horse there to to get to the uh, Stanley Cup final? Mm. Dallas at twenty to one. No, they won't get past Calgary. Kings thirty to one. They're no, they won't get past Edmonton. You always love your favorites. I. You always love your favorites. Minnesota. What's Minnesota? Uh, To win the West, they are eight to one. There you go. That's not a bad price. Okay. I
2: mean it's. I I don't think... I don't love Colorado. They're, they've got the best
1: roster, but I don't like the way that they're playing. Wild minus 150 right now to win the series. The Blues plus 130. Well, we shall see, and I
2: can't wait to watch it unfold. First team to 16 wins. He gets to hoist the cup. Uh, Murph and Andy coming in here in an hour and five minutes. The Fanatics up at three. I'm assuming PD's got to be back from Vegas. He can't stay out there any longer Saw him hanging out at Stadium Swim. Why wouldn't he? Uh, They're on at 3 o'clock. We're Miller and Condon. We're here every Monday through Friday from 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.